stay in the know with Radio 2000 Podcast. It is Radio 2000, our music, your memories. Thanks for tuning in. Of course, we started the listening session with Keenan Mayer's Omani, or Queenstown, as it was previously known. And it is just such a pleasure to be able to welcome him on the space, on the show. Keenan. Can Good you... evening, my sister. There, I can. There you are. There you are. For a second hi, hi, there, hi, I was hi. like, ah, we're not connecting. No, not again. <laughs> no, oh, my good. goodness. You know, can Good I just... evening. Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> good evening. Thank you for being here. Can I just say... Thank you for having me. That's you, so special. You are a wonderful spirit, first of all. First oh, of thank all. You. <laughs> thank you. Thank and you. It's, thank you. <laughs> and it's coming across in the music. I mean, this mm. song that we started with, Gomani, uh, uh, really takes yeah. me places. But I know mm. that there's a story behind it. It was the very first song mm. that was released from the album yeah. Alchemy of Living. So talk to me, yes. uh, because as I understand it, this is your maternal um, ancestors' uh, uh, hometown, the Redcliffe clan. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. Um, so firstly, good evening to the beautiful community of listeners that listen to this show and to Radio 2000. Thank you for joining me. Thank I you. I greet you and I greet your people. Seattle goes. Um, I am a descendant of the Redcliffe clan, yes. So mm. my maternal um, roots are found in the Eastern Cape. Um, and mm. so growing up, we would always just go to <laughs> Queenstown. Um, as we knew it then, travel by, train, you know, socialism, male sleep, return with my grandmother. And I just loved, absolutely loved going to Queenstown um, mm. because of of the many lessons and just the luxury of being with family, even though this family is not from luxury, you know, um, the many lessons and, and, and humility that I think I've sort of been able to um, learn from them has has really put me in this position to be on national radio now to speak to you. You know, <laughs> I think that is wow. just the story of 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 what my family is about and how I value family and how I think the alchemy of living already is just the sum of that type of support that I've received and the love, maternal love that I've received. Um, so Komani really is a love song to. Those aunties. Mm, <laughs> who it so, sounds so like, a, me, like you know? a love letter. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> to say thank you. To say I am in awe of being um, um, and, and blessed to be able to say I was raised by matriarchs who embody so much grace, who walk hmm. so steadfastly in who they are and with spirit Um and and with grace and but but are quiet and humble. <laughs> so I think I follow in the example and mm. and this mm. this music mm. is is a celebration song. Again, everything about it is just we are here, we are proud, um, and we have something to say. So I come on behalf of them, um, those living and those who have transitioned, um, to to give and, and share. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So you are an amazing piano player, but you also speak so beautifully. Um, oh, thank you. You know, you, you, you have a wonderful, a wonderful spirit, as I said earlier. And, uh, you know, having listened to the album, 
uh, and having uh, you being a, a relatively recent discovery of mine as a musician. Yeah. You are a wonderful new find. And, uh, of course, there's one song on the album uh, that I think mm. for, for anyone that is going to be listening to this album, mm. The Mountain. We don't have it mm. here, but when you get okay. yourself, when you stream the album, please listen to The Mountain because mm. you speak about these wonderful spirits and your ancestry of the Red Cliff Clan mm. and, mm-hmm. you know, spaces of, of, of going home, returning home and what mm. home represents for you from, a, mm. from an African spirituality lens, which is so beautiful. Yeah. But mm. your musical influences really fascinate me because of mm. how you mm. are able to um, sort of reimagine the sound for yourself mm. as a young pianist, um, mm. you know, tonally. Uh, and of course, with matters of spirit, Abdullah Ibrahim comes mm. across very strongly mm. for me in, 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 in your music sensibility. So talk to me just about some of the influences over the years, you know, who, who are the people that really stood out for you that you looked up to, if I could put it that way. Um, I think I will go immediately into perhaps an understanding why the music sounds like it sounds mm, mm, over and above mm. the technique, over and above the understanding of, of, you know, being able to read and like exploring um, music from um, a Western lens. Mm. I think I will go directly into talking about um, the great Abdullah Brahim because I revere that man. Mm. Um, and I pay homage to his spirituality mm, um, and mm. also the tonal language that he used. See, there was no need for me to communicate this grandiose expression of classical music, which mm, I am mm. trained in. Mm. Um, and similar to him, he didn't want that avant-garde expression that was, you know, Thelonious Monk, all of those type of, of, of musicians um, that he was exposed to. During that time, it was more of of the need to communicate something that would be identifiable with himself and also with his people. And so I took from that example Mm. um, Mm. and I took from that based off of my research as well, understanding what sort of is a tonal center of a South African's ear, you know, and being able to just go back. And, you know, I didn't, I I didn't sit and write out this music. I didn't sit and write out this music. This music is just organically some uh, motifs that have come from 2017 and only pieced together (laughs) last year, you know? Um, So it wasn't written down for, it was, and that's the nature of the alchemy that it's so, so organic. Hmm. Um, and when I when now when I sit back and I mm. listen to what has come out, yeah. I'm just like, wow, <laughs> this is not even it wasn't even planned to be so patriotic oh, to the South African I, you sound. Know what? But here we are. <laughs> That is exactly <laughs> that is exactly the thoughts that I have as you're unpacking mm-hmm. that. I'm thinking the same thing, you know, because you know what the wise say, right? The music doesn't come from us. It mm. comes through us, mm. and Absolutely. I get that. I get that. Absolutely. I get that completely. Absolutely. That this, yeah. you are in awe of your, own, you know, of your own, of your own space uh, as a creative mm. and the creative mm. output that that mm. that comes through. Oh my goodness! Mm. It is just so wonderful <laughs> to be able to have a conversation mm. with Keenan Mayer, and I think what's wonderful about listening sessions when we do have them, when we find precious precious gems in the form of music, 
is when the musician is able to unpack for us the creative process. For me, it's incredibly, incredibly special. Talk to me about Ikigai. I love the title. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) Ikigai was, as I now I think it links on to your the the question you just asked about influences um and specifically last year during lockdown when I said this on the interview with Morning Live the other day. Yeah. Was that I had the opportunity to really just hone in and completely focus because I was Mm. separated from every single distraction <laughs> of the outside world. And That's so I great. was like forced. Yeah. And you know, go and like sit, you have this space, you have this time and you have your instruments. Hmm. What are you gonna do about it? And hmm. it was very, very clear to me that there were I can't even explain the synchronicities that were happening <laughs> um prior <sighs> to like deciding to even record and then also just the, the context with some of the, the pieces and Ikigai for me it was one example um it was written last year during the lockdown and it was at a time where mm. I'd initially consulted it was a time where I was so confused as you know when it lose you want to speak mm. <laughs> they have this habit of making a noise okay <laughs> right. and that's exactly what happened it was wow. just like this heaviness on my shoulders and so I had to Mm. submit to it. It was Mm. physical at this point. It was Mm. physical at this Mm. point. And Mm. I then knew, I was like, "Mm, you have to now give in. Give in, not in that you are sort of giving up, or, 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 but in the sense that you are... Surrendering. I completely get you. Breaking open and and accepting, accepting it. And so I did. And so in that... Um, Ikigai for me came up and I read this article again of, of obviously studying Abdullah and having met the man in person oh my mm. word <laughs> just this quiet energy um, mm. but so so impactful um, so I, that stuck to me and I met him on a flight back from my Mandela Road interview in Cape Town in 2018 oh um, amazing <laughs> that, yeah serendipity is what I would like to call it <laughs> um, and love it just just understanding um who I'm mean, piecing the energy of the person and piecing what I'm reading about this person. I was able to really create um, uh, uh, an example to follow. You know, I think there's so much value in. Yes, we want to re- reimagine, but we must also go back to what and who we are, and that for me was very important. So, Ikigai was the transformation. That transformation process that I was seeking and asking for um and and it finally happened <laughs> opening up that type of communication channel and um you know ikigai is a japanese philosophy and it's not really so there's the hmm. understanding of ikigai being you know four concentric circles of hmm. what the world needs what you can make money from what you're good at um word and wow. I, I, I forgot the, the last one escapes me but for me, the Ikigai is intentional living, intentional living. Wow. Every single thing that I do is going to be intentional. And in that way, I can then become aligned with source. And so that was very important mm. to me. And I came to the understanding of it, obviously being in a meditative space of always listening to, to classical music and, mm. you know, mm. the quiet solitude that it gives you. <gasps> wow. <laughs> I would want every single human being to experience what I experience when I transcend, when I listen 
to, for example, Rachmaninoff's Second Symphony, the Adagio. Oh my mm. word, what a glorious piece, you know? Um, and so that examples have followed me only up there. Mm. I've, I've been exposed to such examples, but only last year um, during this time of, of COVID and, and in the lockdown, did, it, did I understand the sacred state of flow mm. because it is so beautiful once you're in that space to just create organically and then also the sanctity of the present moment and how important that mm. is and so you know the, the and i said before the alchemy there's no sheet music and so for me it's going to be very difficult <laughs> i think to replicate what you guys hear on the record because yeah. my, my my playing is it, it can it is always morphing it's always morphing and i think that's the organic nature of it so Ah, that's sort of what Ikigai for me is about, is is really just the the return to self, the acknowledging of self and and how I can then just share that all, with so much honesty and, and, and love. I think that's very important. <laughs> love and empathy. Excuse me while I pick up my jaw from the ground. <laughs> My goodness, I could listen to you talk all night. You are so worldly. You are so open. You are, you know, and the sincerity. And I'm learning so much from you. And I think really for me, Alchemy of Living, if you really want to engage with the world from a place of worthiness, this is the kind of music that will teach you that. Love, belonging, joy, uh, consciousness, you know, being one. If you want to earth yourself, but you don't want to like sink your feet into the grass like I like to do it. And we can't do that. It's winter. <laughs> Alchemy of living will do that for you. <laughs> Talk about a vision that wakes with you, that moves with you. And this is what I meant when I said this album is a miracle. I mean, come on. Come on. The Healing is the title of this one. In a double play with Ikigai coming through from an album titled The Alchemy of Living. And that's why we're gathered here today because we're here to have a listening session and sample some of the music from this tremendous work of a South African pianist, young pianist with a great future ahead of him. And it's just so great that he's taking all of us with him on this journey. I'm so excited. Keenan, what, what what a beautiful double play that was! I thoroughly oh, enjoyed it. Thank you, absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> what are some of your favorite uh, songs on this twelve track project? Ah, ah. <laughs> one comment. Pick a, pick a oh, favorite sorry, one baby. Comment. Pick a one, favorite one baby. Com one comment was um, <laughs> to ask me to choose is to hate me. <laughs> Actually, and definitely, I'm just like. Every that is not single, fair. I don't know. I think every week it just it just changes. I don't know. But for me, the strings in healing send me every time. I'm just like, yes, yes. let's levitate, honey. I love I love that they just send me. Listen, they send me too, honey. I I don't even. They literally send me to places that I didn't even. They make you miss places you didn't even know you, you that that you don't even know exist. That is just the vastness of, um, you know, a human soul just walking as part of the universe. Is that it? Just opens you up to so much, to so much, and that was beautiful. And those strings, thank you. Those, those strings, strings were inspired by. Um, so in twenty sixteen, I think it was yes. twenty sixteen. Oh, 2017, I, I was at the Stellenbosch International Chamber Music Festival and 
the that festival is so amazing and mm. props to to mm. um SU for that mm-hmm. because of the type of musicianship that you are exposed to as uh, mm. in your developmental years of you know training and so in my second or third year I was now exposed to um um performers such as Daniel Roland who is uh, unbelievable mm, um mm. violinist and he played the distant light concerto oh, in okay. that um and please if anyone you have to go and listen to it it requires i think 32 minutes of pure concentration but the yearning and the desperation in that music is it stuck with me and how he performed i could i can't even explain to you what that moment was like in that in that theater um that evening but i held on to that i held on to that and mm. the moment we did the strings in studio and the because we worked with um Johannesburg Philharmonic um strings Kavela Motomi who was a violin one does mm-hmm. um you know where the climax happens in healing those strings they move up um up and up and up and up and up until this yes um yes. complete stop and pause of of okay i think that's catharsis um and that wow. moment came and when we were doing that it was just we're literally all standing in silence and I was like no go let's go let's go and I called out that and that for me was just that moment that I was able to hold on to um from watching that performance so please go listen to the distant light concerto and the the string the, dis- the distant that light concerto the distant light concerto yes please go and listen to that I'm going to do work. exactly that um yeah the, that's how the, the the understanding of of communicating yearning or understanding of you know freedom is what mm. i wanted to communicate in that music and mm. i think that's why i love healing that much cuz because it allows me that moment just for 5 minutes you know <laughs> what 25 seconds and then we come back <laughs> yeah there, there was a, just a wonderful story being told with those mm. songs back to back a healing ikigai mm. it just felt like we were walking through the midori gardens of japan mm. somewhere yeah. just really just beautiful and there's a freshness about it and of course you know your i mean your love affair with the piano just just fascinates me and perhaps we can unpack that at a different time cuz we don't have much time you know i really just want to dig deep but an, another day another time so we we i i really want to talk to you about um the collaborations i mean you mentioned such yeah. uh, wonderful things about uh, your inspirations the synergies that you have with the, uh, yeah. strings stringed instruments yeah. and how you carry yes, that in your yes, spirit yes, yes. and then ultimately yes. into the music we're going to take yes. a short break come back and talk about some of the collaborative uh, efforts that have come through in this album okay this is us uh, in the very last segment of our conversation with Keenan Mayer South African pianist he's released a brand new album titled the alchemy of living and we have been sampling some of the music some of the tracks and he's just telling us the stories behind this music which is so exquisite so keenan uh, of course music is always just um wonderful when it's when when you share creative spaces with us right mm-hmm. um so i'm very interested to find out about the the collaborations uh of course when we played gomani um it features a saxophonist uh Tsepotso Tetsi there are other people that you worked with uh Stembiso Bengu Kyorapetso Kolwane Zoe Mudiga my goodness my goodness and, and and of course the production work of of Banda Banda we can 
we, we, we need another three hours to talk about how exceptional <laughs> that man absolutely, is. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Yo. Okay, so so talk to me about, you know, having these synergies with other creatives and involving them in the project. Um, I think I was very specific with Banda um, as to mm. who I would like on, on the project. I love and that. And I, I like mm. that about myself. I like that about myself because I think it was easy for Banda also then to take leadership of the vision that I had communicated to him. And then obviously his work solely as then producer to communicate that message in mm. the music, in the arrangements, in coloring in, you know, providing mm-hmm. the color that was needed of the mm. alchemy, you know? Mm. Um, and so the you're right when you say synergy because I am, I don't want, if it, feel for, if it feels forced in any single form, any single level, I do not want to take part in it. And it mm. was very important. So when we got into studio, it was just this beautiful, beautiful energy of everyone is here. We are here to um, to share, <laughs> to share That's and, and yeah. something together. And I think that is the nature of music is is it's a communal act, especially when you come back to our continent, to our country. That communal act can be so powerful, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to have people like Zoe Mudeja and Stembiso Bengu who have featured on m- multiple jazz records in the country, mm-hmm. you know, having mm-hmm. that style and, and, and then Tepo um, and Q, these are all virtuosic musicians. And it was, mm-hmm. I think, because of that type of standard, because of how much I believed in my standard, um, when we got into that space, it was like, this is what you bring. Leave the ego at the door. This is what we are all bringing in, um, in aid of this final product, mm, you know. And so mm. um, that was very, that was very beautiful for me because we didn't have rehearsals, and Banda was very strict on, on that. Excuse I, me. I can imagine. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we didn't have any rehearsals because he said you must be again. It's that mem- that moment that that present moment mm. that we so. So uh, uh, always, always um, in search of or or, or trying to um, be cognizant of, and mm. that's how the entire project was. Like Zoe, um, as I said before, Zoe and and Tepo uh, are from my alma mater, our alma mater, the National School of the Arts. Right. Um, okay. And okay. yes. Yeah, so mm. so, but but Tepo was obviously a year before he. I was. I started high school in 2010. Mm-hmm. And he had just finished until 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to see him perform at like the final concert that they do um, to welcome grade eight. <laughs> um, and so since following him from um, Miyagi, who, who I think is Miyagi, I'm not sure, Miyagi Music is a great investment. The, that orchestra program that, that allows for, for um, cross-cultural um, projects. So there's a lot of performances in Europe, you know. Um, with that orchestra and so seeing his work and hearing him with the new school um, sextet uh, following from that time since since 2009 so how many years ago is that I don't even know <laughs> um, yeah uh, 11, 11 years right I don't know something <laughs> um, like but, that but something like that yeah <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> but but following him from from that um all those years and then mm-hmm. also with Zoe uh, seeing obviously being in as a peer and then and then seeing her take over the industry 
And having that type of example, clinging onto that type mm. of example, mm. saying I'm inspired by that example mm. and I'm going to follow in that, not to replicate, but to do it in my own to way. Multiply teaches, own, you know? To exactly. multiply your own, to make multiply your own. I and get so, you. Yeah. And that's just the, the, the beauty of being surrounded with such people who are not threatened mm. by you, mm-hmm. who speak these things so that it can hopefully have the snowball effect and it does have the snowball effect because now I can say I stand firm as saying I'm a South African pianist and I want to enter into this industry so that I can contribute to our archive and I can contribute to the piano school repertoire of South Africa Mm. so that years down the line they can come back and look at this music and say this is what happened during this time by this person, and from and, and you that that word synergy. I love that that's the word that you use because it could only work if it was ordained by spirit. That's right. And it was. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Absolutely, I believe that, and I think with any creative space, you know, you you do your preparation, the other person does the preparation, and then you mm-hmm. just don't know what yeah. you're going to get because there's <laughs> a divine Absolutely. chemistry. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a divine chemistry that happens, mm. and we can hear mm. it. Keenan, mm. thank you so much. Mm. Uh, I think finally, mm. you know, where where can we find this music? Uh, of course, I've been streaming it on Spotify, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, mm-hmm. it should be available everywhere by now. Yes, so it is on all streaming platforms. Um, right. So you can just type "The Alchemy of Living" um, by Keenan Mayer, and it should come up. Um, and then on my socials, we should engage. I'm on Instagram, Keenan Mayer Piano, and then on Twitter, Keen, at Keenan John Mayer. Okay, um, Keenan Mayer so Piano. Please engage with me. Please engage. <laughs> yes, and he's very he's very active on social media. So make sure that you get in touch and, and just show him some love. The alchemy of living Fabulous. is yeah. out for your listening pleasure. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to play Okamu uh, with Keenan Mayer featuring the vocals of Zoe Mudiha. That woman. She literally goes, it's, she goes down on her knees, picks up a note, <laughs> comes back up with it. I have never exactly. heard anything that exquisite. She exactly. is perfection. Exactly. Absolute perfection. <laughs> Thank you. It was wonderful to meet you and engage with you. And I love you. Togos. Oh, Thank you. Radio 2000 Podcast.